Welcome to Honestly, It's It's a a Conspiracy. Patreon subscribers, thanks so much for joining us for our second episode of Honestly, Honestly, It's a Conspiracy. conspiracy. We're your hosts, Abby Chowning and Erin Grogan. We're so excited to bring you another fun episode. Again, we love doing these. They're so fun. They're so fun. As a reminder, uh, each of us have chosen a conspiracy of some sort, you know, whatever that may mean to all of us. And we haven't told the other person the story that we're sharing. So this is going to be brand new to each other. Normally, on our normal episodes, we do the research kind of together. And so we have our discoveries kind of off mic. But right now, you will hear each of us kind of having our discoveries with each other first time we've ever heard it. In real time. So we know at some point we might share the same conspiracy theory. Which will be so interesting. Which will be great too because we might have different pieces of the puzzle which is great. But I'm thinking this week we probably don't know for sure. I'm guessing Erin doesn't know because this one it's a little weird but it's kind of right up our alley. So if you're ready. Okay. So I'm going to talk about the Hadron Collider. Okay. (laughs) I have no idea what this is. I didn't either when I first saw it come up. But the Hadron Collider is a particle accelerator, which is a part of an effort from CERN. And CERN is, um, I'm trying to remember the exact acronym for it, but it's the... uh, it's like the thing in Switzerland, yes, right? Like I'm I know about this only because of Dan Brown books. So yes, it's the, it's the nuclear uh, research like organization yeah. of Europe. So and then it doesn't actually match up with its letters. So that's why I couldn't remember oh. the acronym. So C E R N is the uh, acronym. acronym, but it's in French, so I can't say it. But, <laughs> but it is actually run by um, the nuclear research institution of Europe. Oh. Um, <laughs> so Hadron Collider there is a particle accelerator so obviously it generates nuclear power um, and it's on the French uh, Switzerland border so okay. that's where it's located um, and so it operates as a kind of a, a nuclear energy generator particle accelerator so I delved into a bit of a rabbit hole with that <laughs> which I won't get into because it's not as pertinent to our conspiracy but when it was first created um, people thought because of how efficient the uh, the generator was so it opened like it started functioning in 2008 um, and it's all underground it basically creates like an endless loop um, and if you don't know what a particle accelerator is it, it does create nuclear energy but how it functions is that it sends particles that crash into each other at like lightning speed um which if you've ever read anything by Stephen Hawking you know that's how black holes are can be created oh. in space it doesn't have the same like physical it has different physical limitations on earth than it does like in outer space but that didn't stop conspiracy theorists from thinking that it would create a black hole yeah uh, in the uh, earth's crust um essentially but it operated opened in 2008 and obviously that didn't happen um but we the uh, conspiracy theorists thought that you're bending space and time and so that theor- theoretically even according to stephen hawking could create um some sort of like portal between earth 
and another or what's the other word? Like, like another, another dimension. Another dimension. Yeah, essentially. Um, and so people started coming up with a whole lot of uh, expansions on that idea. And so a lot of people started coming for CERN, the research institution, um, saying that they had like created a wormhole to another universe um, and that the underground ring that they had created will basically ultimately open a gateway to hell. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. so like, did, did these people think... CERN did it and knew about it and was hiding it or that they just like thought that they could do it and that they should stop because they could do it. I think it's somewhere down the middle. I think there's people who are like, you don't know what you're doing. You're gonna create a portal to hell. You're gonna open a gateway to hell. Like if you're not careful. And other people think that CERN is this horrible, evil corporation that's plan is to open a gateway to hell because Because you know, people (laughs) want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and so in 2016, and, and if there's a way I can share these pictures on our Patreon, I will. Um, but Yeah, you it, can. So. Okay, okay, good. Um, it was this this whole idea of CERN being this evil entity that's like trying to open a gateway to hell on behalf of Satan um, is further because oh, like a like a really creepy, terrifying lightning storm occurred, like a, almost like in a there was no like weather field behind it. It was just like a terrifying lightning storm. I don't know. That looks straight out of Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones, when they opened the Ark of the Covenant. <gasps> oh my god! And it's what it like. I'll put the pictures. It's really creepy, and it happened right over like, CERN headquarters, and also over like where Collider is buried. Um, so it it's very creepy. When so, did this happen? Well, so it, it first opened in 2008, but the lightning storm happened in 2016. Oh wow! So it's pretty recent. Um, so people also believe so. It kind of goes a little further. So the people who are very uh, uh, mistrusting of the researchers at CERN um, <clears throat> have uh, also, well, hold on. So if you haven't heard of this, uh, the CERN researchers have also discovered something called Higgs boson. And I might be pronouncing that wrong. I think I, that, so Higgs at the very least sounds familiar yes. to me. So it's also commonly referred to as the God particle. Oh, I think it's like Higgs boson, boson or something or boson. like that. I, I think. It. Yes. Higgs boson. I'm not, I'm not super scientific, but I think I've heard that. I've, yeah. I've read it too many times and never actually heard it out loud. <laughs> yeah. So in my mind, <laughs> I pronounce it. But I've heard of that, like the God particle. The God I don't particle. really know what it means, but I have heard that. Yes. So they believe it's like, there's a ruse to cover up the fact that these researches, researchers have found a way to summon God. So, what does that even mean? I don't. I mean, I could dig for it. Oh. <laughs> so that's actually kind of fascinating to me yeah. because, like I said, the only way I knew about CERN was from Dan Brown novels. And if if like if people are unfamiliar with Dan Brown novels, his whole thing is about like combining science and religion. Yeah, so Da Vinci Code. So that's like even more fascinating on another level. Yes. So I think that's probably where it's referred to. Yeah. Is if you've heard about it, is in Dan Brown novels. Um. But the interesting thing for the Hadron Collider, or at least what they're working on right now to open a, a portal, is that the god that the conspiracy theorists are, are referring to uh, is not the god of the Old and New Testament. It's of Shiva from Hindu what? religion, which is associated with Shiva the Destroyer, um, in that that streams from that there's a Shiva statue, which was just a gift from India, uh, outside of the center. Um so, yeah, so the people have seen images of the god Shiva outside of the CERN Institute, and they're like, they're, they're trying to summon Shiva! Shiva. 
Oh my god! But people are like Reddit is ripe with these with these <laughs> ideas, and it goes further that so CERN C R C E R N in the English um, appear to be front of a Celtic word, which is Cernuos, which is the Celtic horn god of the underworld. Oh, which is not it's. <laughs> It's a stretch, but interesting. Um, but this is the the French is actually why it's C E R N. It doesn't right, come, not so because it's, it's like actually short so I'm, for. A I'm gonna go God. for it just because it's important. So okay. it's the Conseil European pour la recherche nucléaire. Sounded good. To try me. me. Try me. <laughs> come at me. I, <laughs> I studied Spanish for six years. I know they come from the same root. Latin actually, roots. Actually, I actually did it. take French for. Many years, but do I remember most of it? No, I'm trying to learn Spanish now. But at least you know why. It's, so it's Consul European. So E C E R N is why the acronym is what it is. Um, so that is some of the conspiracy. That's our dog. Let, let me. I say our dog. Our dog. Yeah, I love her like my own. So, so those are some of the musings that I've seen surrounding what simply is, is mostly just like trying to harness efficient, uh, regulated nuclear energy. It's got a whole bunch of things going on around it. Shiva in that CERN is uh, indebted to a Celtic god of the underworld and they're trying to Who open isn't? A, you know, just trying to open a portal to hell. <laughs> trying to enlist some help. From the Hindu god, the that destroyer. Is, that is awesome. So that is my conspiracy theory. That is great. You know, I feel like... <laughs> I I feel like um, last time and this time, yours are kind of these like really overarching, big worldwide conspiracies. And again, mine is going to be like really more specific. Um, it works. <laughs> but it's great because we get those like two very different views into conspiracies. Also, I feel like yours ties into ones that I have heard of before. Like like the idea that we're like all in a simulation yeah. and that like the world actually did end. And, you know, I feel like I've heard something about people being like, oh, we're actually in a black hole or something. And that probably yes. has stems in in this. Yeah. Another one, again, like, getting into, like, theology about the world ending. But, like, so there's there's a sect of Christianity that believes, obviously most Christians believe Jesus is coming back, but there's a sect of Christianity that believe that Jesus has already come back and that we are living now in, not necessarily, we're, the end of times is over. Like, we are in what the was post end the times. The post end times. Um, and that, like, there's, like... I mean, 2020, am I right? <laughs> I mean, not far from it. Um, just feeling a little sad because I missed the boat. <laughs> Dang it! Uh, but there's like, and there is a, a brief mention in, in like biblical text that suggests that like Jesus would come back after the second destruction of, of Jerusalem, which happened thousands of years ago. Jerusalem was destroyed for the second time oh. and that Jesus came back then. So, but I'm not saying, I don't, I don't, I don't believe it. Anyway, but it's still interesting to me is that is. people already think that we're living in the end. Well, and I feel like that, like, like whether or not people believe it in Christianity senses or in simulation senses, like it all kind of boils down to the same core belief of anybody who believes that believes that like something has already happened that we don't know about yeah. that has like ended the world in a way that we know, that it, we know it, which is fascinating that that has kind of taken 
like gone across various yeah. different beliefs and all that. Yeah. So and that it's, is interesting. Yes. And I think like no matter what your background of belief is, like we know like life is not permanent. So there are things that like we used to explain. Yeah. Those things. And whether it's a black hole and we all disintegrate through the <laughs> black hole or we open a gateway to hell and horned gods of the Celts come for us. <laughs> and Shiva, because we're going to combine Celtic myth with... With Indian Hindu... Religion. Religion. So, you know... Um, yeah. I mean... So this one was a lot to unwrap. And I was telling you before we started that I did, like, jump down the rabbit hole of particle uh, acceleration and nuclear energy, um, which I'm already still coming off of my kick after watching Chernobyl and being like, I know everything about nuclear energy. I am a scientist, but Chernobyl was amazing. amazing. Um, so good. But yeah, and I'm terrifying. And terrifying. I, ha- I have a master's degree in arts administration. I am not a scientist by any means, but I do find it all very interesting. Cool. So. Aaron's turn. Now it is, it is my turn. Uh, so as I said, again, kind of like last week, mine's a little bit more specific. Um, so my conspiracy this week is Gloria Ramirez, the toxic lady. Have you heard of this? Briefly. And I'm trying to think of where I heard it from because it's been recently. Was it on TikTok? I, it might have been. Did someone talk about it on TikTok? Oh, you know, it, it might have been. But no, I, I don't have enough of it to... Like, it sounds familiar, though, but so, go on. Yeah, so, so this one is fascinating. And this conspiracy has to do with toxic fumes and hospitals and corruption and death. I'm on board. Yeah. So February 19th, 1994, 31-year-old Gloria Ramirez was rushed to Riverside General Hospital in California. Gloria had previously been diagnosed with cervical cancer, but her symptoms for this visit did not align with her cancer diagnosis, and it seemed odd what was happening. She was conscious, but really incredibly confused. So, like, her breathing was shallow, her heart was beating too fast, her blood pressure was dropping, she couldn't answer questions correctly, she she was, like, unable to really be coherent or speak. And so... The hospital staff gave her a bunch of different medications. <laughs> they gave her Bursid, Valium, Atvian, Lidocaine, and Bretlium. I may have pronounced some of those wrong. That kind of stood out to me that they gave her so many things at once. But again, I am not a medical professional. So, and yeah. she clearly had a lot of things going on. Um, they also, you know, like, it, it seemed like she was potentially going to go into cardiac arrest and, and everything. So, you know... Maybe. So it sounds like they were, like, triaging the things that were most identifiably wrong with her. She still wasn't responding after getting all of that. And so they decided to try and defibrillate her. And when taking her clothes off for this, the nurses noticed that her skin had this oily sheen and her mouth had this weird fruity and garlicky smell. Which I've had a really hard time trying to think about what something that smells both fruity and garlicky smells like at the same time. But that is what everything said. And then a nurse began to draw blood and the blood smelled like ammonia. Oh, not only that, but there were manila colored particles in the blood itself. What does that mean? What manila? Like a manila folder is what I'm thinking. Oh, that color. Like kind of tan ish. Um, and so, so this was all very strange 
And like there were these strange smells and everything. But then the nurse began to complain that her face was burning and she fainted. While she was being wheeled out of the room, a second nurse claimed that she was nauseous and feeling lightheaded. She left the room and then passed out at the nurse's desk. The respiratory therapist also then fainted. At this point, all those who were in the ER were ordered to evacuate. They also evacuated, like, emergency patients, like, nearby and everything. So they all went out into the parking lot. And the infected staff removed their clothes, placed them in bags, and then, like, just a skeleton crew remained trying to help Gloria. Speaking of Chernobyl. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. Um, But, unfortunately, after 40 minutes, Gloria was pronounced dead. Two nurses then moved her body to an isolation room, and one of the nurses started to throw up and complain of burning skin. Oh my god. Out of the 37 staff members that night, 23 of them became ill, and five were hospitalized. Yeah. So one nurse spent 10 days in the hospital due to apnea. Another spent two weeks in an intensive unit with hepatitis and avascular necrosis in her knees. What is that? So it's basically something that like eats away the tissue in your joints. What? Yeah. From like a 10 minute exposure? Yeah. Wow. Isn't that terrifying? I'm very curious about what this is. So days later, the coroner's office performed an autopsy on Gloria and like they were in like hazmat Hazmat. suits and everything. And the results were inconclusive. Of course. Her cause of death was said to be cardiac dysrhythmia from kidney failure caused by her cervical cancer. But that does not explain all the sickness and weird things that were happening to everybody treating her. And so this new, this event like dominated the news cycle when it happened because it seemed basically like a human body had been acting like nerve gas. Yeah, what year was this again? 1994. Oh, okay. So... Right out of uh, the fall of the Soviet Union. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. And so there are quite a few theories about this. Um, I want to get one of them out of the way, like, right away, because uh, I, I don't really buy it. Okay. Um, so one theory is mass hysteria. Okay. That's so, yeah, yeah. Basically, there. The, this theory says, like, they smelled all these weird smells and then started to come down with symptoms because they assumed that the smells were bad and going to do something. And so, like, it created this mass hysteria. Oh, I'm a woman. I'm hysterical. I'm going to let this tissue <laughs> eat away at my kneecaps. I mean, I know. Oh, my God. I can't believe that I made myself get <laughs> necrosis. What, is, what does Dwight say? Because a woman without knees can't scrub worth a damn. <laughs> That's um, where we're at. So, like... I know that there are cases of mass hysteria in the world, but I think it's unlikely here. There are people who like back this up because basically they they say, well, the two people who were in the ambulance didn't get sick, so that's proof. But I'll get into why why that doesn't really hold up for me a little bit later. Okay. So the Forensic Science Center decided to do some examining of their own. And this led to theory two. They claimed to have found an abnormally large amount of dimethyl sulfone 
Inglorious system. And so upon finding this, they created the theory that Gloria had been using DMSO. Do you know what DMSO is? I don't think so. So I didn't really either. And there's probably a reason for this. <laughs> it's like this gel-like substance that was really popular in like the 60s and 70s. It was used as a muscle and joint relaxer and it was really popular among athletes at the time. So it's like olden time. I see yeah, that. it also became like a fad medicine where people believe that it could like help treat cancer and like all these crazy things and so like people Windex. yeah <laughs> basically um but it was also then found to be like doing more damage than good that's, that's <laughs> i would imagine and so it was mostly taken off the market it can still be found today but only in a hardware store as an anti-greaser that should tell you everything yeah. and about it's a, it. And it's a much less diluted version, so it's, like, even more dangerous than the type that was being promoted to use for, like, muscles and things in the 60s and works, 70s. It works on hinges. Put it on your skin. Yeah. Um, Goodness. So, the DMSO could explain the oily sheen on her skin and the garlicky smell on her breath. And it was basically theorized that the DMSO combined with oxygen to create a deadly mix. It had created dimethyl sulfate, which can kill cells in exposed tissues and cause convulsions, delirium, paralysis, coma, and a whole lot more. Wow. One researcher called it war gas. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, <clears throat> like, if if you're at all like me, at this point you might be like, wait, so this thing just got that you can buy got exposed to oxygen and went crazy? That's terrifying. Well, <laughs> yes and no. It, it likely, if this happened, it likely came from the oxygen rushing into her bloodstream after having an oxygen mask on oh. her face in the ambulance. So that would explain why the ambulance workers wouldn't have gotten sick because it wasn't quite as potent yet because it was literally just starting to happen, happen. on the way to the hospital. So, and they so, hadn't taken her clothes off yet. So right. It was on her skin. So, so it kind of, like, the timing of that could explain. Like, if we're saying DMSO is what did it, then, then that could explain why only the people in closer contact at the hospital got sick. Sure. Um, but here's the issue. Gloria's family firmly stands by the fact that Gloria has never once in her life used or heard of DMSO. Okay. She said, they said that she never would have done that. And it was definitely not used that night she went to the hospital. And the family, like, stands by this to this day. And, like, part of me's got to think, like, wouldn't they have searched to see if they could find it in the house? Like, if they didn't find it in the house, where would it have been? Right. And... And, like, I get, like, it'd be a very sad circumstance. Like, it's like, oh, if she hadn't used this, she wouldn't have, have died. But it's like, what what would the family gain by hiding? By, by that? hiding that, exactly. And some other scientists are also skeptical, pointing out how difficult it would be for these chemicals to create nerve gas. Mm. And how, like, the temperature would have to be perfect. How unlikely the scenario is. How they've used similar chemicals and not had this outcome. And they also point to the fact that nerve gas can take hours for people to have symptoms mm. and these people reported them in minutes, minutes and not all with the same symptoms or with the right symptoms mm -hmm. so there are people who are skeptical of this Gloria's family being like some of the firmest who are like no this is not the answer 
And I might be jumping ahead of you, but was she undergoing any treatment? So for her cancer, she wasn't like, like not, not chemo or anything. Not that I could find. Okay. Um, I don't know if that would have anything. To do right. With it, right. So so not that I could find. Uh, but but I mean, supposedly her symptoms were not related to the cancer at the beginning, is what they said. Um, but despite her family's protest and skepticism. The coroner's office accepted these findings and believes that DMSO was the cause for all of this. Hmm. But, again, there's some skepticism. And so if DMSO didn't cause all of this, what did? Well, another theory is much more sinister. And it points to long-standing hospital corruption and a huge cover-up. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. So the last two theories, in my opinion, kind of kind of make sense as one altogether. And that's basically the hospital's poor conditions and history, and some of the more criminal happenings occurring in the hospital's walls. So here's here's some history about this same hospital. In 1991, the hospital had a poisonous gas accidentally released from a sterilizer, and it resulted in two employees being hospitalized. Sounds kind of familiar, right? Why would there be poisonous gas? I don't That's, so I literally have the question, how does one just accidentally release poison gas? And why is it in a hospital? Pretty negligent, right? <laughs> it's up there. It's up there. Yeah. Um... In 1993, just a year before Gloria's death, sewer gas was discovered in the ER at the hospital. So Gloria's family believed that this history showed how poor hospital conditions were, and they believed that malpractice had occurred during the death of Gloria and that the hospital was covering it up. Hmm. In 1997, a theory emerged that showed the hospital may have had even more to cover up than just poor conditions. An article claimed that methylamine, a precursor to the production of meth that has an ammonia-like smell, remembering her blood smelled like ammonia, was actually being made illegally and being smuggled at this hospital. This article claims that this drug was to blame for all 23 injuries of the staff and for Gloria's death. If IV bags were being used to smuggle this drug, which is what this article attests, the theory goes that one was given accidentally to Gloria, resulting in her intoxication, her death, and the intoxication of the staff. What? And if it was an IV bag, that would have gone straight into her blood. And if it smelled like ammonia, her blood would have smelled like ammonia. Nora is loving this My, story. Yes. <laughs> Nora's going to be very much so invested in conspiracy theories. Um, so, another interesting thing that backs this up is that Gloria's organs were found to have an abnormal amount of, nicot- of nicotinamide. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But it's basically this type of vitamin that's commonly mixed with illegal drugs because it adds a euphoric feeling. Like nicotine. Basically, yeah. yeah. And so it this adds some compelling evidence because why would she have a ton of it in her blood unless she had gotten it from Being illegal a... drugs that had it mixed with it? Yeah. Also... Riverside County, where the hospital is located, is America's largest drug trafficking distribution center. 
So, it would make sense that a hospital known for its negligence would become a hotspot for this type of criminal activity. No one would ever suspect it. Yeah. Hospitals like a perfect front in thinking about it. And, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, why was she rushed, rushed to the hospital again? Remind me. So she she was having trouble breathing. Mm-hmm. She, her heart was beating fast. And she was, like, being confused. Like, she couldn't speak or answer questions. Okay. So you'd think, though, like... I'm just, I'm just seeing, like, the timing of what you're saying matches up a lot better for her to have been given it in the hospital rather than, like, why she went sick. Right. Like, what so she went to the hospital with is more aligned with... Could be her cancer. cancer. But it sounds like what happened after yeah. could be a result of drugs accidentally and given to her. And it makes me think that the coroner who performed it was in on it. Well, let me tell me. Let me let me tell you let me tell you some more. Okay. So promoting the idea that the hospital was involved in a cover-up are some other really interesting pieces of information. So the coroner, Dan Capito, who performed Gloria's original autopsy first claimed she did not die of natural causes. Okay. Later, he publicly changed his mind. You can't change your mind about right? stuff like that. It's not a matter of changing your mind. So perhaps after pressure? Also, Stephanie Albright, an investigator from the coroner's office who was assigned to the case, committed suicide only one month into the investigation. And Capito would only say that she had been under a lot of pressure. Oh boy. Yeah. And finally, the syringe that contained Gloria's blood was accidentally thrown away during the investigation. Oh. You cannot tell me that a case this big allowed something like that to be just thrown away. No. That. Wow. Yeah, so... I'm on board. So what was it? Was it mass hysteria, DMSO, negligence, or a full-blown cover-up? I'm saying full-blown cover-up conspiracy, because yeah. that's why we're That's why Honestly, we're here. Honestly, it's a it's conspiracy. A conspiracy. <laughs> that is a bona fide conspiracy. Wow. Yeah. That's really interesting. So that is the case of the toxic lady. Wow. I thought I thought it was so fascinating. It really is like super interesting because I, I think I saw something about um, why I brought up TikTok is that yeah. they were talking about she never explained any of the that it, she didn't explain it as a conspiracy. Yeah, she can like probably pointed it more as like as a mystery of like nobody mm. ever figured out what this woman had taken or what happened. Or is it that people made sure nobody they would figure it out? That it was oh wow. Yeah. I know you can hear my daughter through a lot of, a lot of that. She was feeling very chatty and I, I don't know if She just she just had a lot to say about Gloria Ramirez. She did. She thought it was very compelling. She was like, heck, "Heck yeah, that hospital covered it up." They did. It was very <laughs> very convincing podcast work. Good job, Aunt Erin. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, sweet baby. Okay. So, thank you so much for listening and supporting us as a Patreon. We really, really appreciate your support. We're so glad you're here and helping us and supporting us and uh, hopefully enjoying these episodes. We have so much fun recording them and working on them, so your support means a lot, and we're so thankful. And let us know what you think about this episode and all of our other ones, and we'll be back again next month with our next Patreon exclusive episode. Thank you.